commentary. I think that if we could do the one thing that has so far escaped us, and that is set aside our differences and realize that we are really one people, in spite of our differences and in spite of our disagreements, there's no question that that is the salvation of Judaism. The Talmud says that. The Talmud says that even if Jews were idol worshippers, as long as they were in, uh, be unified, God forgives them for everything. That is the thing that is dearest to God, and that's really the secret of our survival. Unfortunately, it often happens that only when we are attacked by an outside enemy do we join ranks. And as soon as the threat is over, we each go our individual ways again. It's about time we learn the lesson that we don't have to get unity from a Hitler or from a Haman or from a Hamas, and that we can get unity because we really all belong together. I think that there's. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to No Boundaries Podcast, where facts are facts and opinions hurt people's feelings. It's Jay and it's Welly Elf. We're bringing you this weekly dose of reality. Is it reality? Because if for, it's reality... For your it, listening pleasure. Yeah, because if it's reality, they might turn it off. Hey, you know, some people like to live in that dream world. <laughs> A lot of them like to live in that dream world, apparently. Hey, where, where you shit bubbles and piss out rainbows. Uh, is hangry, horny and angry... Is that a combination of horny and angry? Or is, is it hungry and angry? Hungry and angry. So it would be horngry would be, oh, okay, that doesn't work. It doesn't sound as smooth. Yeah. Okay. No, because I, I saw that, that post by that Olympic female. That, oh, yeah. That she was like, I was like, man, was she, is she saying that she's horny and angry? And I just got confused. She's hungry and angry. Hungry and, and, and angry. And winning gold medals. Shot their kidney. They, we, we, we far behind them. Oh, I mean, we trash in the Winter Olympics. Yeah, but I mean, we don't, you know, come on, obviously, you know. Only and, a, and no black yeah, it's only a small region of us that, I mean, a small region where it's like iced all fucking year, damn near. Yeah, that's why, Nor- one that's, black why female. that's why Norway dogging our ass. Norway on they shit, man. They got Boy. almost 20, huh? And the last time I checked. Damn, I think we got, what, eight? eight. <laughs> man, I tell you. We just didn't show up. <laughs> why y'all we got, here? We got, we got Sean White, and we got, um, what's her name, Michaela Stephan or whatever, I don't remember mm-hmm. her name. Them only Americans I know. Yeah, the, the Winter Olympics is not something for us Negroes, so no. it is what it is. See y'all on the track. Field, get these field events. Yeah, basically. Yeah. But, you know, the different factions of, of the Negro race will get that, though, because <laughs> we ain't winning the, uh, the 400 and the, the 40 and shit like that because the Jamaicans on our ass. They still Negro. The Kenyans <laughs> on our ass. <laughs> you know. But shit, man, you know, once again, I think it's, it's, it's healthy for us to get into this week with a with a solid four topics again because the response to the the show being more well structured again. That's we we actually started with a structure and then we just fell off. And then we, we'll we'll have this side conversation on uh, before the intro or something and then it just just goes. Not giving a fuck. So in the in the essence of trying to stay consistent, break down this intro. Um. Okay. Oh yeah. 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 I mean. I really wasn't even going to break down the info because I feel of the intro because I felt like it was self-explanatory. But I remember common sense ain't so common. The gist of it to me is when I look at current this current generation or current society or just black people in general. Because I'm a pick on black people the most because I I love black people the most because I'm I'm that's that's what I am. You know, we don't want to ever come. 
we're never going to get to a point where we're just identified as human beings by names. No. So, unfortunately, since that'll never be the case while I'm alive, I'm going to have to, you know, talk about the black race more and more because that's where we stand in current society. I feel it's pretty ignorant, but that's where we stand. So, I feel like I woke up today and I had made a joke to my son. I basically was like, well, another day, no alien invasion. Because, and I say that because I feel like that is going to be the only thing that's ever going to unite the human race. I feel like a world tragedy that affects the world at the same time is the only thing that's going to unite the human race. But and it's only going to be temporary. Exactly. But like uh, Rabbi Abraham said in the intro, the only, the, that's, that's what we do. We, we come together in times of peril. And when we come together in that time, everything's all, all good then. But once, once the, once the travesty or once everything is, you know, back to normal, for, for, for example, after Harvey, yeah, during Harvey, you looked on the news and you saw all this humanity going on and you're like, oh man, you, you know, your, your faith in humanity is restored. But my new thing is now give it 10 days. Yeah, just give it 10 days because after 10 days, more than likely after the the um, the shock of it all, after the excitement of it all, after your journalism got back to normal, you, you, you're just back to being the dick that you are. You're back to being the shitty neighbor that you are or the withdrawn member of society that you are. And that's why, I, I, you know, personally for me, like I said, I'm trying to practice what I preach. So, you know, day in and day out, I'm trying to do different things that, where I know that I'm practicing different acts of kindness. And, you know, if I can help somebody, I'm going to help somebody. I don't want to be like that anymore, one of those people that you only see me in times of, you know, disaster. If you need me, you need me. If you don't, you don't. You know, so that's pretty much the intro to me. I think the intro is very solid because that's that's what we do. And we do it maybe unknowingly. Maybe we know we do it. But it's not fair to other humans because... To me, that's just a sign that we'll never be that we'll never be one, and we'll constantly be divided just based off the fact that it's almost looks like that's what naturally that's what we want to do. Yeah, you you want to you want you. I think we've said this before. Like you want equality, but you want it to be equal amongst yourselves. Exactly. So you, you want your you want your privilege in America right now. Pretty much every faction of society, whether it's the LGBT, whether it's white women, whether it's black women, feminists, whether it's, you know, the black, the black man, the black, whatever. They just want their own privilege. They want their own privilege and they want to dominate. It is not about equality anymore. It's literally about we're playing tug of war right now and we want to we want to win. Once we win this game of tug of war, this is how we want it to be from mm-hmm. now on. And it's fucked up, but that's definitely what I see. That's why I, that's why I said on the last episode, the future is female because the women are winning the tug of war race right now or uh, whatever you call it. But it's scary, but hey, it is what it is. Bro, bro the gems that I've been blessed with this week that we will not discuss, so much knowledge. Oh, so yeah, 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 man. Uh, I mean, we could, say, we could say, I could say, you could say the author's name. Nah. Okay, fuck it. <laughs> You're welcome, though. I appreciate that. They, hey, Y'all don't read books. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. But speaking on that, so you have the Amazon membership. Yeah, I have the Audible membership, which is fourteen ninety nine a month. Yeah. Okay. And I get a credit a month, so I get a, a book a month for fourteen ninety nine. Oh, okay. So, and I, I mean, it's cool because like I'll get new releases that come out there in the store for twenty three bucks, and I get it gotcha. for fourteen. 
So, yeah. Lately, I've been just grabbing physical copies of books. I had a real busy weekend. I was supposed to do a lot of stuff this weekend that I couldn't do just because of car stuff. But anyways, let's get to the four topics. Boom. Um, I chose two. Mr. Javier Brooks over there chose two. See. <laughs> um, I chose. I, I no, no, don't tell them which ones we chose. Just tell them the topics Oh, okay. The have. topics are. Yeah. Just tell them what ones we have. Um, difference between settling and compromising. Why aren't relationships fun anymore? The I don't care movement. And how would you describe the modern day woman? What do you like the most about them? Not race specific. Okay. okay. So, um, I kind of chose first last time. So I'm going to let you choose this okay. time. Okay. Um, um, let's go the difference between settling and compromising. As I, as I mentioned, I was, I was on some, some jewels this week and I've, I've come to the realization. Actually, this was another jewel that you gave me that that I remember we talked about. This had nothing to do with the book. Um, And a lot of people, when it comes to marriage and taking your dating relationship to the next level, when you're looking for that partner, a lot of people mistake settling with compromising. I even asked a a couple people, like, do you know the difference between settling and compromising? Like, yeah, I know. And then it's like, but do you think that people that date know the difference? And uh, the majority of people that I asked, you know, were like, no, people really don't know the difference between settling and compromising, except for the one narcissistic person that that I asked, and they, you know, thought they were hot shit and knew everything. But (laughs) when to me, when people settle, it's like you're taking something that you want that you don't want basically not 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 that it's a need but you're accepting something that you don't want and you're considering that to be settling to me compromising is when you're giving it up you're giving up a want to get a need so to 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 kind of break that down further um a settle is is you know he doesn't make a hundred thousand a year he makes 80 grand okay that's not that's that's not a big deal. But you're you, to to yourself, you're quote unquote settling. Mm-hmm. Me, a compromise is like you know I want somebody that makes eighty grand a year, but he has a job and he has that earning potential. Okay. So therefore, I can accept him for who he is right now and be happy with who he is right now, even if he doesn't make that potential that I see, because that's a compromise to me. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. Pro- those are probably two horrible examples, but I'm doing. No, this no, on you're the going fly. off the top of your head. Yeah, yeah, I'm right doing now. this on yeah, the fly. Yeah, yeah, because so. I mean, for me, like, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing you, and uh, I, let me just, you know, throw some ideas out there because, like I said, this, this is not clear, clear up the muddy water. <laughs> this, this is not a topic that I can actually say that I'm really familiar with, but I'm very anti-settle, and when I think about settling, I think about knowing you don't want something subconsciously, like knowing deep down in your heart that. This isn't what you want, but you go ahead and say, you know what? In this point in my life, I feel like this is the best that I can do. So I stop, you know, it's almost like a basketball player that, you know, they come into the league, they're a poor free throw shooter and uh, maybe a different part of their game develops to the point where they say, you know what? I'm not really tripping no more. I'm going to settle with the fact that I'm a 60% free throw shooter. You know what I mean? And that's just like relationships. Like, I know plenty of people out there, like I, t- I tell people all the time, you know, beware of being a slave to your preference. People, you know, you know, have a, have a, may, may want a, a, a muscular guy. You know, they might be, you know, they might be in the muscular guys and then they come across a guy that may not be muscular, may not be fat, but he's slim. Yeah. And they settle with that because they're like, well, at least he's not fat. I'm, I'm good with that. Um, 
I hope those examples make sense from my perspective. That's how I see settling. The fu- the funny part about it is I just pulled up the definitions and like the definition for compromise has the word settle in it. I would think so. so I would you, think you so. Would, you would see think they would go hand in hand, but I I think it's it's another one of those wants versus needs kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like you you need this person to have a job, so because you're not going to be able to support both of you. You want them to have a job that makes a hundred thousand. I just feel like compromising is so much more. Like I compromise with my son a lot. Meaning, uh, matter of fact, read, read the de- definition for compromise. I want to make sure that I say this right. Uh, compromise is an agreement to settle, the agreement of or a settlement of a dispute that is reached by each make each side making concessions. <laughs> so basically, I was already onto it. So I compromise with my son a lot, just based on the fact that I need him to do certain things. Yeah. So when he does those certain things, then I will be able to do what he needs me to do. Whether it's okay when you do your chores, then you know. I can do this for you. It's a compromise. Yeah. So, so both people are giving something up. It's a reciprocation. When, when, it's kind of forced, but when you're settling, you're just you're basically the only person giving something up in your in your more eyes. More than likely, because you you may be settling, but the other person we talk about dating down all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think um, traditionally, I think black women have more of a tendency to date down more than any other race. And I think that's the case because you know, obviously, in the past twenty years. The influx of black women, you know, taking more of a and you after getting that jewel that I gave you, you understand why men do this now. But women rising in the ranks of as far as graduation and being, you know, more independent and just they're just so much more different than the uh, baby boomer generation or the 20th century woman. Um, I think when it's all said and done, the um, the ideal of a um, I don't want to forget my thought. The idea of a compromise goes back to how I talk about business. You know what I mean? And I think when it, when you when you look at the big picture, you have to understand that when you're in a relationship, even after you settle, you're going to come to a lot of compromises. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. Like I don't want to I, I I think my my thoughts are getting kind of fuzzy, mm-hmm. but no matter what, when you when you when you think of the idea of settling down, what, after you settle down, you're going to come to compromises. So when you bring up the difference between settling and compromise, I kind of feel like ah, you you gave me a scenario earlier this week when you talked about somebody not settling for a job. Right, yeah. And in that instance, I said, you're either looking at that person like a lunatic or you're looking at that person like they're ambitious. So whether that person has a job or not, if they get a bunch of interviews from other, you know, people, you know, trying to get inquiries on their their status, their employment status, mm-hmm. she's still looking at those those opportunities and like she's like, you know what, I'm not gonna settle on that. But eventually, if the right uh, the person compromise comes, comes yes. and it's like, I this isn't the job that I want, but it's close to the pay or. The pay uh, is what I, I want. This isn't the job that I want, but I don't have a job at all. So I'm gonna have to compromise and take this job. Or she or that person has a or that person, let's just say, wants to work for Apple, right? They want to work for a company as big as Apple. Yeah. Or they want to work for a company as big as Google. And then Apple calls. And it's like, well, I wanted to work for Google, but Apple is calling and the salary seems a little bit similar. So I can make that compromise. You know what I mean? I, I don't, I don't know. I'm just I, that 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 one came from out of nowhere for me, so it's kind of a struggle to get the ideals that I want. But hey, that's 
that's that's cool. Like I understand, I understand, I kind of understand what you're thinking about though, because I think um, to compromise and settle, that's something that's going to come up a see, lot in your adult life. See, to me, a compromise is, is more of an agreement. This is how we both win. To settle just sounds there like some, somebody's taking an L. I know so much. <laughs> somebody's taking an L. It does. That's like I said, that person's free throw percentage is if you just worked on it more, you your your your, your points per game will go up. Yeah. So if you didn't take that, if you didn't settle, you wouldn't have to take that L of not being a bigger, a better scorer. Like just work on your free throws. You know, be more patient. And that's what a lot of that shit comes down to, man. Patience, trust in the process. Niggas just don't trust the process no more. But hey, that that that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, I guess in the in the mode of thinking of that, I mean, we ask why aren't relationships fun anymore? It's funny to me because I was reading, uh, I don't know what it was, but some journal entry I was reading, they talked about how this current generation has less sex. And that's funny to me. That's why I brought up in the beginning, you know, what is horny and angry? Is it horny? Because uh, yeah. I was thinking about that. I'm like, when you say, why aren't relationships funny anymore? It's crazy because if you scroll down your timeline, you definitely will think that they were. You definitely <laughs> you, would. You definitely would think that relationships are pretty fun. I, wa- I watched the Chris Rock stand up, the tambourine. I still ain't watched it. That's sad. I forgot. Uh, I forgot it came out. Yeah. It, yeah. But he says, you know, the way to make relationships work is to keep fucking. Okay. That blankly said. Will you know, Smith keep, said that too. Though. Keep fucking. It's like you know. He's like you only run into problems when you stop fucking and you start thinking. Cause you get horny and angry. Not in, not in, yeah. Basically. <laughs> basically. Bro, let's think about it. <laughs> Bro, when when I was in a relationship, me and my girl, we'd have arguments, whatever. Of course. Like any relationship. Mm-hmm. If we would say, all right, you know, boom, we need to get home. We need to talk when we get home. If we would have sex before that talk. <laughs> that talk was irrelevant. <laughs> that talk was irrelevant. Because you're no longer horny and angry. You're not. You're not anymore. And then and she would be, she would be like, you know what, babe? I just needed some D. And it was like. I understand because I needed that release as well. I'm going to take a left turn here. Okay. People might get offended. Oh, shit. The the extreme feminist would get very offended by that statement of, I just needed some D. Because I've seen that argument a lot of times lately saying women are just these creatures that you insert a penis in them and everything is all good. But based off your personal experience... Seems from seems, time to time that worked. Yeah, and and and, then, and even for me, like if I was upset, there was some vagina covering my penis that made everything okay. <laughs> Whether like you know what, I was tripping. You know what, I was tripping. I I had was backed up. My pipes was clogged up. My pipes clear now. I'm, I'm more level. I mean, it's, scientific studies have shown that that release of well, yeah, sexual energy and hormones, endorphin, you know, endorphins you, and stuff. It's like exercise. It, it levels it levels you out. So yeah. that that might just be you know what it is. Yeah. That, and we're we're less hormone driven, but at the end of the day, we're still hormone driven to an extent. Yeah. So. But over over and above all, I think relationships aren't fun anymore, quote unquote fun anymore, is because a there's they're always going to be work. Always. They're always going to be people work. People don't like to work. People, people hate to work. People hate to work. It should just fall in their lap. I, I mean, this, this generation feels this like generation it should wants fall handouts. in their lap. This generation loves handouts, for real. They but, love it. But even with that, relationships lose their fun because you're not doing it for each other at a point. Like you said, you scroll down your timeline and you'd swear you'd swear it's pretty fun. fun. Yeah. Because you're doing this relationship shit for people to see. Say that again. You, you, answered, your, you answered your question. I knew you was going to get to it. 
you're doing this relationship shit for people to see. Yeah. Now, I don't have a problem with you showing people it. Of course not. But if you're doing it solely for them to see, that's the issue. There you have it. That's, that's why relationships issue. aren't fun anymore. Because everybody in relationships these days, they don't always have the same personality. Meaning, everybody doesn't like their shit publicized. No. So the minute you publicize that shit, and we know that both men and women are terrible at communication... It just kind of sucks sometimes when you're you're with this woman and you realize you know damn like she want to put me all over the gram, like she want to put me but, all over snap. But also that 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 publication also provides a sense of security as well. I, I respect it. So that's why that's why I understand when you do do it. You know, like boom, this is this is us. Like I'm hers, she's mine. You know, this is us. So for both of this, y'all, we're gonna spin it across all social networks. So you know, you've come to that compromise of you know what. In order to make her happy, I'm going to have to deal with the fact that I'm, I'm on the gram, I'm on the Snapchat, and I'm her boyfriend. And like I said, I mean, for me, I believe before you come into that compromise, make sure that you're actually coming into a compromise that you can agree with. Yeah. Because a compromise is an, is an agreement. It so make agreement. sure that you're vocal about it from the beginning. Like, hey, you know what? You know, I'm not no cheater or nothing like that. But hey, you know, I don't want to be all over your Instagram, you know, four or five times a month. You know, mm-hmm. let's come to a compromise. Maybe, maybe, maybe special events. Maybe you know just once a month. Maybe when we're actually having a good time, it's cool. Yeah, I don't. Let's I don't want just you know. I don't want to be on the couch. We're doing absolutely nothing. And you just got I'm out here. These you know my old clothes. The shirt got a hole in it, but this a comfy shirt. And you snapping pics of me like I. I you it's know, weird. I like I like to look good. Like you like to look good. I'm old school, man. I, I, I hate to say it, but I'm old school. So for me, I think relationships were at their best in the 20th century. And I'm I'm a strong believer in that. I feel like in the past ten years, a relationship is such a struggle because of that distraction. And some people just aren't public people. If you're dealing with an introvert, they don't want to be all over the fucking all over the interweb. Like why? Mm-hmm. Like they love you. They don't love all these other people. They love you. I, I watch a a, a a chick on my uh, Snapchat. I swear she's been in like three relationships in the past year. And I'm, she Snapchat all of her boyfriends. I'm like, golly. I don't even want to talk about Snapchat. I'm just saying. Bro, go since, ahead. Since we're talking about Snapchat, bro, I go to the new Discover page, right? Yeah, that shit's trash. It's trash. And I don't I don't know 90% of these people. I don't. I, 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 I click on it now and I, I want to see less of this. <laughs> they came back. <laughs> those came back. Came I'm back. like, what the hell? You know what they're doing, right? They're trying to force the celebrity lifestyle on you, dog. Bro. They want to piss you off. What's killing me is like, I'll see these people. I was like, I don't know who who, the, who this person is. And I'll have to go Google them. And it's like some random porn star. Like, I've had two of those. I was like, I don't. First of all, I don't even follow porn stars on Snapchat. Dang. Like, so it's like, you know, what if I'm a teenager? You know, what if I'm, I'm yes, 10 or something? Like, Let me stop you right there. Like, I had, like, like, I, like, I need to know the correlation of information that goes into this to let you know that oh, Jay wants to look at porn stars on Snapchat. Cause I don't, I don't, I don't do that on Snapchat. <laughs> that was that was clever. I like that. I like that. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, but anyway. exactly, exactly. <laughs> like, I need to know like where are you pulling, where are you gathering this data to let you know that this is what I want to see. I don't follow DJ Khaled for a reason. You know what I'm about to I say. I don't right? follow Puff Daddy for a reason. It's the FBI guy. <laughs> I'm the FBI guy. The FBI guy watching you, bro. He on your phone, so he know what he like. He like. He like. Look at these titties. <laughs> <laughs> he already knows what you like. I mean, it's it's. 
I follow a lot of conspiracy theory sites and listen to some podcasts or conspiracy theorists, but they say, they say Facebook and Google are notorious for being on some mind reading type shit. It's scary, but they, that they believe that I mean, uh, they you, have the uh, ability to mind read. If you, if you were, if you were, okay, let's say is it Instagram owned by Google? I mean, not Instagram, but Snapchat. Who owns Snapchat? Does I thought Google? Facebook owned. I thought, shit, man. Facebook owned all that Facebook shit. Get to your point, man. Anyway, <laughs> so I would understand if I were Googling porn stars and then porn stars popped up in my Snapchat. If but they were inter- for them to share your information. If they were inter- what, intertwined like that. But I don't Google porn stars. Oh, uh, mm, that makes sense. Like, I don't, like, like I can see, like, you know, bam. Let me Google Chadwick Bossman, and you know, let me Google, you know, the cast of Black Panther, and I, I do all that, and then they start showing up in my Snapchat. That would make sense. It would still be creepy as shit. It, but would, it would be make sense. This makes no sense. But to people me have at reported all. simply thinking about going to a tire shop and having that shit pop up on their Google search. That's crazy. I swear to God, like, I mean, just like people maybe you know may report they seen a spaceship, but that's crazy though. Like people have reported, I, people simply said. I was driving around looking for an affordable tire shop, and this is my theory: your phone is on you, it's tracking your location, but it's also, sending it to Google. Also, think about this too. You know how you can how you can how your phone you can say "Hey Siri" and she'll pop up or do whatever. She has to be listening all the time, right or wrong. You're just not listening for those two magic words. You have to be listening to everything to hear those two magic words. It's like my homeboy. He told me. He told me one time. He's like, "Man, I ain't, I ain't never, I ain't never looked at an ugly chick." So you definitely looked at an ugly chick because you have to see an ugly chick to know when a pretty one's there. Oh, say it again. Like you just case I've only seen pretty women. No, you've seen ugly women. Because you have to decipher. Because you the have two. you have to decipher between. What the world two. does he live in? I don't want to talk about. He it. must live in what in Wakanda. He in the second place. Oh, he in the second place. Oh. <laughs> No, but uh, before I lose this train of thought, I had I did have this debate with my son's mom about telephones, and I t- I told her I was like, like I noted, you know, I understood, like like that's one thing that she will do for my son is, you know, like she wants him to be kept up, you know, with the latest shit, understandably. But I said, man, I'm telling you, and I was telling Jamarcus this too, and he really didn't, he kind of thought I was crazy, but I'm like, bro, like you got to be careful with these telephones because it's getting to a point where. If you're not heavily heavily monitoring what your child is looking at, like you just said, they can go to that Discover page and they're going to see Big Booty Judy. And that's ridiculous because it's like, and then you ask, like, well, why would he see Big Booty Judy? Because shit, the Snapchat is probably just trying to decipher and figure out, you know, what that person likes. And if he clicks on it, it's like, oh, okay, that's cool. I can send him more of this. And also, people tend to forget you're technically supposed to be, if not, if I'm not mistaken, 18 and over to even get on these social media sites. And I don't think it was up until maybe four or five years ago where they decreased the age. But naturally or historically, these social media sites weren't for kids. No. It's just that parents, and this is something I was going to talk about later, but it's because parents have gotten more like my son's mom, and they want their kids to be kept up with the latest fashion. They want their kids to be included. They don't want their kids to feel isolated or too different. But like we always say on the show all the time, what's wrong with being different? What happened to, what happened to different being cool? I mean, don't get me wrong, different is still cool because a lot of these celebrities that are different, eventually what they do just becomes the norm. But, you know, being different is cool. So, but that's, that, that's, my, that's my take on it. I just kind of feel like you got to be careful with, you know, wanting everybody to be in the in crowd because it's like, what's the, what's the purpose really? Like, 
you want your child to be able to identify with what he truly loves and likes. And he won't get that chance unless, you know, like if I tell my son all, all, all the time, man, if you wanted me to get a phone for you, you're going to have to work for it. Yeah. And even then, I probably wasn't going to get you a phone until you was like 15, 16 for frivolous purposes. I wasn't going to get you a phone until I need to know, hey, what time you get to the school and I need to be there to pick you up after a road game and stuff like exactly, that. Exactly. For communication purposes. That's all my son would need a phone for. And mm-hmm. I understand that these kids want to, you know, stay, you know, connected. But it's like, it's a certain level of that. Like, maybe you should just get an iPad that only connects to, to Wi-Fi. And you come back and you deal with that if you want to really be connected to your friends. But to just be connected all day, every day to your friends while you're at school, you're trying to be connected, connected? Like, <laughs> I mean, let it go a little bit. Phones are a distraction. Also, Bottom line. Also, to loop everything back in, um, I think people aren't happy in relationships anymore because people try to make happiness a one person job in the relationship. Mm, interesting. As 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 with fun, like you oh well he's no fun. He he no doesn't want to do he never has, you know, any but what fun ideas are you bring to the table? You know, I, like I understand if you're like, you know, I tried to get him ride jet skis, he don't want to do that. I, you know, I'm, you know, if you're bringing fun stuff and he's like, "Nah, I don't want to do that." That's different. But if And they'll still do it. If you're slowly like if you're so source of happiness and fun is his actions or her actions. Oh, well, she don't cook no more. Well, hell, he don't bring me flowers no more. Like, if, if, if that's, like, the only happiness that you're, you're getting, something's wrong. I think, I think, I think to, to build on that, I believe I believe you know you're having fun when I mean, how do I say this? You know you're having fun when the ideal is is, is brought up between two people. Like, before the fun actually happens, you can sit there and say, okay, we're going to do this, and both of y'all are excited about it. Yeah. And you feel the excitement. Like, like you, you say, just, oh, we're going on a trip. Oh, we're going here? Cool. I always want to do this. Well, I want to go see this. Like, you know, that there builds you go. the fun. But, but so, Dragging people to do shit that they probably don't want to do, and you don't see the signs, that jewel that you were reading, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. No, 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 not even that. I think Lil Duval had a post today. Where he was like, somebody said that he was smart. He was like, no, nah, I'm not smart. I just pay attention. And that is a key component of why people don't have fun anymore, too. Because people aren't paying attention to their partners. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous that you taking your partner out to go skiing. And you you if you planned this two, three months ago. And you haven't seen any level of excitement. But you're still pulling him to go or pulling her to go. Come on, man. That person obviously doesn't want to go. So let's think of something else. It's, a, it's like, yes, on Sundays, I want to sit around and watch football. I want to watch my team. I want to watch the team that I hate. I want to watch other teams because I, I like watching football. Mm-hmm. I like watching sports. And maybe she'll, and most likely she'll come to a compromise. But like, well, after this, this, this uh, afternoon of football, we're gonna do this. Yeah, but but for me to to not pay any attention to her and just be like, oh, I'm gonna watch football, and you're gonna sit here next to me and just you know assume that she's okay with that. It's not paying attention to your partner. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's like you gotta at least know like, damn, can you know watch your team. And y'all go out and do something. Like, you told me a long time ago that, you know, a couple staying in the house all weekend is dangerous. It's very dangerous. It's no, it's not, that's not healthy. I mean, unless you're two homebodies. But even then, I mean, you ain't trying to be like, I don't want to be that guy that is stuck in the house and I have to create a man cave in order to be happy. That's ridiculous. And I can do this. I can suggest a book. This book, I believe, is titled Mom, Why is Daddy in the Basement? And I it, think that's what it's called, yeah. Oh, so she... Yeah. Oh, see, I haven't got that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. Oh, man. Different, different author, though, right? Different author, okay, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. But I believe this this one is more pro-feminist, if I'm not mistaken. 
Uh-huh. And I and I want to read that one too because I want to I want to hear where the feminist comes from because when I look at it and when I think about it, I feel like a man having to go down to the basement to find happiness is a sure sign that that relationship is probably gonna fail. You paying for half of this whole house and you limited to the and basement. you limited to the basement. Even Al wouldn't Al Bundy wouldn't have that. He, Al, he was on the couch. Al on the couch, hands hand in his pants, chilling. Darcy and um, what's his name? Come over. Al still there, chilling. chilling. It's my house. And they were the more unhappy couple. Crazy. They ran around doing all that stuff, but at the end of the day, you know, the foundation of the household that Al and them had built was wasn't built on settling. That was a lot of compromises in their relationship. Because yeah. I know he loved that ass. <laughs> he got tired of it. He just got tired of it. But that's when they had sex. That's why you know it would explode and shit. And shit would be amazing. Yeah. You know it is what it is. I mean, come on. Pig would have been getting work. <laughs> work. Pig was something else, man. Pig was something. Pig else. was something else, man. Pig made leggings hot. I don't know. I don't know who told <laughs> people who, who who made leggings hot. This go around. Pig. Pig yeah, was she, in, was in charge last go yeah. around. Leggings got hot. She was. She was something else, man. Oh, that made me think of myself, but I'm gonna say that for another time. <laughs> but uh, I was, um, you know, that I think I think that that's a good question. I mean, obviously, we don't have the, you know, definitive answer, but definitely a lot of things that are going on in modern society have made it harder for people to be happy in general. That's why like I told you uh, the noise, po- noise, the noise solution, noise pollution podcast that I shouted out earlier this week. I mean, that was pretty much the essence of the show about how. You know why is modern society so unhappy? And one of my favorite parts of the, one of my favorite portions of the show was when he spoke about you know the psychotropic drugs and he talked about he got he got real like medically you know savvy with it. I couldn't even keep up with it, but he basically said, man, the result of people being so unhappy, they 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 run to these drugs, they run to these other sources of how to fake their happiness even, and it's just like. When it's all when it, when it's all said and done, a lot of it just stems from you know comparing themselves to other people, things that are going on on social media that you know that makes them you know makes them jealous or it's just so much stuff going on right now that we may look at it and be like you know it may put a smile on our face, but there's a lot of people out there that's hurting because they can't do what they see old girl doing because old old girl you know she in Hawaii one week and she in Amsterdam the next week they don't know what's going on like like. They don't know who shit know how to get them trips. Man, you know, like you, one of my favorite quotes that circuit have been circulating for the last two years is like, "Stop comparing your chapter twenty to somebody's chapter ninety nine. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, stop that. But um, and, and I, I bring I bring up this 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 portion of it because I definitely want to talk about for a second about the shooting that happened in uh in Parkland, Florida. Yeah, because. No matter what anybody says, no matter what your views are on on um, gun control, which is whatever, who cares? Um, you got to understand that a person, a human being that would actually pick up any type of weapon and just go out and harm people is is something that you got to think about. Like, got to think about that for a long time. Like, how many people do you believe in your circle are capable of picking up a knife, building a bomb? Um, getting grabbing an AR, grabbing a handgun. I don't care what type of gun it is. How many people do you feel like are in your immediate vicinity that can do something like that? A lot with of, no remorse. Yeah, a lot of people aren't built that way. Those people are special people that 
have probably had warning signs from the jump, but you're just not paying attention to them. And this guy was a prime example of that. He definitely put out there like, I got problems. Mm-hmm. And when you live in a society that is so self-absorbed, so many narcissists out there, people like him go under the radar because people like him get pushed to that point, whether they're black, white, you know, Spanish, whatever. If you're living in this current uh, current society today and you have a mental illness or you're mentally weak and then people shun you for being different, the way that you respond to that is always going to be different. You got some people that may respond to it just by removing themselves from society completely. But then you have some people that say, you know what? I'm going to make y'all motherfuckers pay. Yeah. And that's where we are in society today. It started, I mean, people act like Columbine was the first mass shooting. If, if people don't know this, I don't know all the facts on this, but I don't know if you ever heard the, uh, the I don't know if you saw, you've seen Breakfast Club, right? The movie. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of Breakfast Club, there's a sketching in the wall that says, I hate Mondays. That comes from uh, a, a shooting that occurred like in the 70s where this, where this girl, a white girl, sat in her bedroom and she had an assault rifle and she, and she, she shot up. She sat there with the assault rifle and shot up. She, sta- she stayed across the street from the school. Uh-huh. And she shot up. She was just shooting people, picking them off, picking them off. Yeah. And when they, when they found out it was her and they came and got her on news, on live TV, they had her handcuffed. They was like, why did you do this? She was like, I hate Mondays. That was it? <laughs> <laughs> so you got to think about these type of people, man. These type of people exist in the world. And it's it's scary, but they go they go. People don't pay attention to them. The Columbine kids. People said it from the beginning. Man, them cats. They seem like they would do some shit like that. Okay, so how come you weren't like that grandmother that recently just reported her kid? You know, her grandson. Like, oh, hey, he in a tripping tripping. Yeah, I'm gonna report him because grandmother is from the older uh, older generation. She's from a different. Uh, she's old school. So she, when she she's, sees, from, she's from the school where you can whoop anybody. Kid. Exactly. So she's looking at this situation like, well, this shit don't seem right. I'm going to report it. Thank God for nosy grandmothers. Mm-hmm. That's what. That's how I look at it. Because even my mama questioned me on some of the things I say with my son or some of the things that she sees me doing with my son. She's like, hey, you know, why are you doing that? What's that about? Because it's unfamiliar to her territory. So she's like, she got to question it. Yeah. We, we us, in, in, in post-grandma age, gotcha. it's like, damn, that's none of my business. <laughs> that's what it boils down to. Yeah, no, that's none of my business. I I can say that I'm a victim of that because I I think that I've been convinced that there are things where if I'm if I'm driving up the street, I don't want to be in that situation where I'm being too nosy and I get myself killed because that's kind of where my mindset is. But there are certain things that are my business if it's happening in my community that I may I may say something if I notice. Kids at the at the pool in my in my apartments too late at night. I don't know what they're doing. Then I may have to say something, you know, to the to the front office, you know, because it, it, it may not be none of my business what they're doing out there, but it affects me in some way and others too, and I can actually feel it. So in those times, and the last, last thing you want to do is look out there in the morning and see a kid and drown. Exactly, because there's no lifeguards there. Yeah. So although it's none of my business, and even if it doesn't really affect me, like they can, they don't even have to be loud. But I see it. I'm like, hey, man, these kids are at the pool way too late. And even with and that, they're young. You have a child. Exactly. And you, if, if my child is out there, they ain't supposed to be out there, you know, say something. 
Now I know that some some a lot of single parents and stuff. So somebody might be working nights and their child might be on their own, up to their own devices at night, and so they're out there at the pool. But it's like you know that that, that neighborly courtesy that you like that like that's you, gone though. It's bro. It's like I I don't know the people that stay across from me. Gotcha. I know the people that stay two doors down because. I, I remember I seen she was struggling with her groceries. It was her to say, hey, you know, well, I'm gonna help you with these groceries. So we helped her carry her groceries up, and then I I ran into her, and I had ran into um, her husband prior to even meeting her because he was like, oh, uh, he I seen him when I was moving in, and he was trying to hook me up with cable and everything. And so then when I put two or two together, it was like, okay, boom, I have a connection with him. I have a connection with her. She told him that you know we helped with the groceries, so we cool. Like bet, you know, hey if. If you see a package on my door and I hear, you know, scoop it up for me and let me know. Like, you have that neighborly connection that where you know, hey, we're going to look out for each other. Definitely. Definitely. And that's that's not really common these days. Um, earlier in the week, um, there was a, which I don't even want to get specific about, but there was this petition going on to where um, a certain a certain group of people needed, felt like their community deserved a certain amount of money. Yeah. Okay. I'm bringing, up, bringing this up to say that what you just gave me to me was an idea of how a community should function. Uh, and, and it made me want to look up the definition of community. And when I looked it up, it's a, it's a group of people living in the same place or having a particular characteristic in common. So, and even the second definition, it was a, a feeling of fellowship with others as a result of sharing common attitudes, interests, and goals. So, therefore, when I heard that, I'm like, okay, let's just take this for example. I have... The movie, you know, um, Schindler's List mm-hmm. about 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 you know Jewish people or whatever, and the and the people from Schindler's List say, I mean, after Schindler's List is made, the Jewish the Jewish community says we want twenty five percent of the profits of this movie, and then in my mind I'm like, okay, I can I can can I can I truly make sure that that twenty five percent gets to a Jewish community, is is the whole quote-unquote Jewish community going to see this 25%? Yeah. Or is the Jewish community really just an ideal? Yeah, when I give it to the Jewish community, like, what 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 happens there? Who's getting am, it? Am, am I doing it to a Jewish senior home? Am it, I doing this to a Jewish boys and girls club? Exactly. Like, so, what, so, part so, of, what part of the community am I actually reaching? Exactly, because I'm like, how do I reach a group of people just based off their race? Because let's just say I wanted to give something to the quote-unquote black community. What am I going to do? Go to the poor part of the city? I mean, the poor part of the city, that doesn't just boil down to just race. That could be Hispanics, whites, and blacks out there. Even even that, how, how, how do you determine that's a good thing? I want you to give 25% of these earnings to the black community. Well, you know what? I you know, went down there to the crib side of town. And I- <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like, so, so, to, so I like, I, I, just so people don't think that we're just going off on a tangent, I definitely feel like when it all boils down from unhappiness, it's one, the sense of community is gone. There really truly isn't any community anymore. There isn't that it takes a village mentality anymore. Mm-hmm. That's gone. Grandma, what grandma did was so special because it rarely happens anymore. You know, so once again to me, the 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 community aspect of whatever these people are saying now, to me it's just an ideal. Because how do you give money to the LBGT community? What is that? The yeah, LBG like, community am, is a rainbow. And am, 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 what am I funding? Yeah. Exactly. So how does everybody benefit from getting 25%? Like, are y'all going to, for prime example, uh, a movie comes out and, you know, you have, 
it's it's specific to a certain community. And then everybody's, you know, all these athletes and all these people are saying, hey, you know, let's take all the kids out. And then I'm like, yo, I'm loving this. I'm loving this. But let's just be 100 here. What is that really doing for the community? Just being what, 100. You, what, what is it doing and what are you hoping that it's doing? Yeah, because I mean, those two things to me aren't lining representation up. Representation surely does matter. But I think that the more the, the more important part of that is that y'all taking kids to the movies, period. It doesn't even have to be a specific movie. No. The more important part is that these kids got to go out and chill with athletes, got to chill with rappers, because that's who they're really looking up to. They don't, these, these, these fictional characters, these historical characters that are on the TV screen, they don't care about that. They get to look to the side and say, hey, man, LeBron James brought me to the movie. Yeah. That's the representation that matters. And then, and then that's when you get those speeches like, you know, hey, stay in school, you can do good grades, you can be anything you want to be, you can go to the movies with LeBron James. That's something you, you cherish forever. That's something, hey, a memory you have forever. That's the representation that matters. That's a sense of community. It shouldn't just have to be a specific movie about a specific race or a specific whatever. You want these kids to, to grow up and, and actually know what a sense of community is? Build more boys and girls clubs with, this, with these hundreds of millions of dollars that you get. You know, just to correct, you know, Lauren Ingram, LeBron James doesn't make off basketball a hundred millions, you know, a year. But the nigga probably does pull in a lot of money. He got a lot of endorsement year. deals. Yeah, and my thing is, fuck all that petty back and forth shit. She has a she has a right to her freedom of speech. LeBron has a right to his freedom of speech. But within that, you have to understand that when your argument comes from a place of anger, a lot of times the logic is going to be fucked up. So to tell somebody to shut up and dribble is 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 your you have the right to say that because you have freedom of speech. But it's ignorant. It's coming from a place of anger. It's stupid. Yeah, LeBron didn't drop out of high school. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But now, but because I, he because he didn't go to man, look, Elon oh. Musk said it best. You graduate, your degree doesn't matter. Hold on, I bought a car last night. Yes, pretty nice car, by the way. Thank you. I was sitting there talking to the finance guy, Spanish guy. We we chopping it up like mm-hmm. we go way back. And he he's asking me what I do for a living. I was telling him, you know, he's like, what education? I was like, you know, I have to have a degree and stuff like that. And then he's sitting there telling me, he's like, man, I dropped out of school in the ninth grade. You know, I was like, I just, and I just started working, you know, and I've, I've been hustling, you know. And then one of my partners, like, you know, I, I was doing numbers. And then he, one of my partners let a, a, a he, what did he tell me he was working at? I think he said he was at Bed Bath & Beyond. Okay. And then his, his partner was selling cars. And he's like, shit, he was making like $12 an hour at Bed Bath & Beyond. He thought he was, he was making dope. And then his partner's like, man, come over here and sell cars. He said he sold cars for like two weeks on his vacation, made three grand. He said he never went back to Bed Bath & Beyond. He tell, you, guess how much you, he tell me he make now. What, 75? 400. Oh, okay, damn. 400. They be working, though. They be working. They be working. That's they what he working. said. Because like, I was there till damn near 9 o'clock last night. He's like, man, I, been, I got here at 8. And he's like, I don't even care. Like, of course. Because he's had that hustler mentality his yeah. whole, since the ninth grade. He's had that hustler mentality. Like, you come in and you work. Like, I don't come in. I just don't sit around and collect a check. I come in and I work. Yeah, so yeah, he's yeah. like, he didn't care at all. So I was like, man. And, and that right there, it gets represented poorly in the math when you think about how when women go off to college and do like that, that, that statistic makes us look weird because it's like it's a lot of men that do that. It's a lot of men that that get real cold with um, fixing up on cars, and college becomes irrelevant. They they get with the right person and they end up getting their own shop. 
and they pulling in two, three hundred thousand a year. It's a lot of men that are capable of those things. That trade, and, that, yeah, trade that trade is very valuable. That trade is much more valuable to the man these days. It's almost like really women technically probably look at it like, well, if I can't do hair, you know, there there aren't so many trades that are specifically designed for women. Like there are for men, I can actually say it because like I like obviously a woman can go to a mechanic school, but how how many women are there? That's like one one in five. Yeah. Just like how many men are probably well, I'm about to say how many men are going to nail tech. But I I, I, I was thinking you was gonna go hairdresser. I was going to say these, these soy boys. <laughs> I don't know. It's a lot of them now because I mean I know for a fact I know a few that that go to uh, I forgot the name of that school, but. Uh, yeah, they, yeah, they, they some hairdressers now. Hey, yeah, get it yeah, how they, you live. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, Living how you get it. But once again, this all comes back to why aren't we happy? So don't think that we lost the topic. It still comes, even when I bring up LeBron, I, I, I bring up LeBron to say that he's going back and forth with this lady and all people are seeing is, is the outrage part of it. Nobody's actually trying to dissect, you know, where all this comes from. Mm-hmm. People woke up in the morning, the first thing they want to look at is what we need to be mad about today. Yeah. Society has it's like society wakes up and they have nothing to be happy for anymore. As Who cares about these two individuals? They, they, in look all at, they look at it like, oh, well, he's just a successful basketball player, but he he's a, he's a, he's a venture capitalist. Like he, like it's not just basketball. He's <laughs> not like a dribble the ball. You know, he's, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He, he's a venture capitalist. He started his own 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 agency like with his friends from high school. Like, yeah. You know, this is a well-rounded person, but all you know is his basketball and this interview that you've seen that a lot was of all two-minute long. It's a lot of people, though. They, I mean, it's a lot. If, even if you look at the comments on And Instagram, even when you go back at her, she'll probably say, oh, I got, you know, I was on the Harvard Press and or some, some bullshit. She probably like does that. have some accomplishments. You probably got some accomplishments, but because he's not familiar with you and your line of work and because you just think you know sports because you can watch, sit at home and watch sports on TV... And just think that oh, all these cats do is, is play basketball or play football and make millions of money. It's bigger than that. It's it's bigger than that. But my perspective on that has always been when when rich people like LeBron do speak on politics. Like it's so much different than when Bill Russell and Kareem and them were speaking on politics then because they were treated so unfairly. They were it's it came from a different place. Yeah. They didn't make half the money LeBron made. So when somebody with as much influence as LeBron just simply just gets up there and says things that really don't have a lot of evidence behind it, it's going to make people on the other side pissed off because that's all we hear from these rich celebrities. Trump this, Trump that. It's just, it's like, is any celebrity that is in a, a position of power like LeBron or Kevin Durant actually telling these kids, hey, do your own research. Don't listen to me. They're literally just talking. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hold on, man. You're this, saying, this is just my opinion. Yeah, this is your opinion. You're not realizing that kids are going to follow you blindly. And you have a responsibility to make sure that you're saying things that are backed up with facts. And that's a huge problem with society today. That's why society is so unhappy. Because everybody is just going off, oh, this is how I feel, this is how I feel. And your feelings rub off on the next person. Yeah. Where are the facts? Come on. But I think we've beaten that one up. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Got, got my drilling up on that topic. That's what we're supposed to do. That's what yeah. we're here. Baby. You know, we did the pregame and I was already pumped. And then, you know, jumped into that one. Hey. Fourth quarter, let's go. Fourth quarter. I almost lost the list. I think I did lose the list. God damn, did I really lose the list? What's going on in my life? Get you, get it together, man. Oh, um, man. Where, where are we at? Where did that come from? Stupid ass phone. But anyways, uh, the I Don't Care movement. Mm-hmm. I was listening to a podcast, and um, I heard somebody say something about, you know, 
I'm getting tired of people saying I don't care and blah, blah, blah. So that's kind of what motivated this topic because I kind of feel like people get that misinterpreted. It's like society is not about to tell me what to care about. And a lot of times, like I just said, you have people that wake up in the morning and society is choosing for them what to care about. Mm-hmm. And it's, and I, I choose not to. And I think the I don't care movement is strong because the I don't care movement, not only, although it gets misinterpreted, it, it's important because you realize that you're taking control of your life because you don't have to care about everything that doesn't really matter. Because if you or just go doesn't on, really affect you. Yeah, exactly. Because if you go on caring about a bunch of dumb shit, it's going to ruin your day. So no matter what, people will be like, oh, well, you can't just sit there and say you can't care about stuff that doesn't affect you. It's like, hold on, hold on now. It's not that I don't care about it, that it doesn't affect me. I'm not going to let it consume me. That's why I say I don't care. So I feel like the I don't care movement is not just a hipster movement or it's just fakeness. It's like people really don't have to care about the fact that Black Panther came out. People don't have to care about Le- LeBron James versus Laura Ingram. People and it, don't have and to care about these things. And it doesn't have to be a race thing. It doesn't. At all. People don't have to care about race either. Unfortunately, that's a privilege that we have in America. Y'all can go back and forth about race and shit all day. Y'all can go back and forth about, um, you know, who's who's a bigot, you know, who's sexy. Y'all can go back and forth about it all day, but guess what? I took a political survey not too long ago, and I was trying to see what what um, what side I, uh, if I'm more liberal, more conservative, more of a Democrat and Republican. You know what the results were? The results said, nigga, you don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Nigga, do you? <laughs> like, like, I just don't. Like, it's no reason to care about this dumb shit that people talk about every fucking day, and they have no solutions for it. Do I care about gun control law? Now, if you break down the definition of caring, yeah, I'm concerned about it. Do I really care, though? Fuck no. You know why I don't care? Because I know nothing is going to happen. Nothing's going to happen? Nothing's going to change? And for all y'all know, I don't own any guns right now. Exactly. For all y'all know. I'm just saying. For all y'all know. (laughs) (laughs) Do I care about the well-being of others? Yes. Do I think gun control laws are going to change anything? No. Because guess what? I know for a fact that they have drug laws out there. They have drug laws out there, right? Where? Drug control laws? Where? Oh, shit. (laughs) I thought they did. (laughs) Exactly. That is my point. Nigga, there are drug control laws out there where if you get caught with uh, a bell of cocaine, you're doing 25 life. Guess what? That doesn't stop a person from getting in my car <laughs> asking me for some blow. Straight up. I could be at the bar chilling, and guess what? Some random dude's going to come up to me and ask me, do I want some ecstasy? Guess what? That's illegal. There's a law in place that says I cannot take narcotics. Like... There's a law that says you shouldn't have these unless you have a prescription. Do you, my man, do you have a prescription? <laughs> oh, you, you trying to party party. <laughs> y'all really think that these laws are going to benefit you? You know who's going to get benefited by these laws? The prison industrial complex. Because they're going to throw your black ass in there even faster now. That's all they're going to do. Free oh, think, oh, you got an AR-15? You're going to jail. 15 years. <laughs> Guess what's going to happen? 15 years of free fucking labor. Tell, tell me what you want to do. You want to cook, you want to clean, or you want to work on some shit. You pick. If I'm not mistaken, niggas was plow. Niggas got in a truck in New York and plowed through a fucking crowd of people and killed people. So I'm just trying to figure out when they go outlaw trucks. Hey. Nigga, if a nigga is on these psychotropic drugs and he is out of his mind, super unhappy and depressed, trust me. 
It ain't much you can do. It ain't much you can do when he when he turns Unabomber on you. Because not only are these people going to get more crafty when they want to inflict pain on others. Did you watch the Unabomber thing on Netflix? I've seen uh, no, it's a new one. I've seen some. I just know about the Unabomber. There was, it was, new? was one on Netflix. It, it was, it was, it was, it's fairly new. It's about a couple months ago, old. Maybe four oh months no! Old. Check it out. It's pretty dope. It's. It was, it, was, it, was, it was like how they caught it. Really? Yeah. It was pretty I dope. know about them because you know I just you know I just have this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Matt, speaking of serial killers, obviously I'm a fan of the show Mindhunter, and when I thought about the the shooting. And I thought about, you know, the shit that happened in um, Parkland, Florida. I remember Holden, Holden Ford saying, how do we get rid of crazy if we don't know how to how crazy thinks? And he is one of the people, him and um, him and Bill Tinch are one of the people or one of the two people it was actually three um, that developed this part of the FBI. How much credit do we get that woman? Uh she kind of showed up late. Yeah, she showed up late, but she was important to the... She's basically like what we need to make sure that we stay on course, stay on topic. We do, yeah. We do, Got we do. That. Got if that. we had somebody here to be like, hey, guys... To, 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 ran, we to need wrangle a carry, us in. Carry yeah. champion. We need a carry champion. Yeah. So it, that's, where, that's where her importance comes in. But I've always liked that question, but I always liked his motivation. Because there was a significant episode to where there was a, a, a principal that was a pedophile. Supposed pedophile. Alleged, yeah, yeah. I remember that episode. And that episode was important because he felt like he had enough emotional sort of, how do we say, is it, is it substantial evidence? What type of evidence is it where it's not... Cir- circumstantial? Circumstantial evidence to where he should at least be brought in for questioning and you should build up a, a, you know, a report on this guy. Oh, yeah, because he was tickling kids. Exactly. And giving them nickels. Why are you, you tickling these kids, bro? Why are you touching these don't children? Touch, don't touch these children. Don't, don't touch my child. Bro. That's hard. Don't tickle, don't, tickle, don't tickle my child. Come on. It's my child doesn't tickle me, Elmo. <laughs> Goddamn hands off my kid, man. That that faction of the FBI is important because it, it gives you the idea that the FBI has a file on anybody that is a suspect and at any given moment, they will, they can go in on that suspect and stop him from doing causing potential danger. The FBI currently has failed on doing that. That is repeatedly. The problem. You call about you talk about gun control laws. Let's talk about the FBI knowing about the Vegas shooter ahead of time. Let's talk about them knowing about the uh, shooter in Orlando that that shot up the gay club. Let's talk about them knowing about. Most of these homegrown and international terrorists, and not doing anything about it. It does. It does us no good that immediately afterwards you say, "Yeah, we've been monitoring this guy, you know, for a while." Well, then, you know, what? At what point do you have to say, like, "All right, we need to go ahead and get this person off the street because, on a scale of one to ten, them causing a mass, a mass, um, what they call them, a mass uh, shooting, a mass shooting is at like an eight right now." We need to get this person off the street. Like, wh- at what point do you make that call? Because we're not making that call. They're not making that call. And, and, and to anybody that was offended by the the post that was put up on our page about how I believe personally the mass shootings have been misleading how they've been reported, because I, I feel like yes, you can say that there have been eighteen school shootings, but you know for damn well, you know for sure the media doesn't want you to look at it like, 
oh, these are just 18 shootings that happen on school campuses, which is one is too <laughs> well, many. Wasn't one of those schools like deserted? A lot of them were deserted. A lot of them were either deserted or somebody got robbed on school grounds, you know, like in a parking lot or something. It happened close enough to a school to where they can report it as a school shooting. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hold on now. It's a difference between a school shooting and a mass shooting. But I understand where people come from where they say one shooting is too much and whatever. But guess what? Some people get shot at a Walmart parking lot. Some people get shot out, shot at in, at clubs. People get shot out all over the places. Report all the fucking shootings. And at, when it's all said and done, you know for a fact that when a killer is trying to kill people in a big group, a school is an easy target. A school, obviously a Vegas hotels, churches, theater shootings. These mass shootings happen in public places. So guess what? And since y'all require gun control laws to be so much strict, obviously you should be wanting people to police these areas a lot more. That's what a lot of them need. They, even though we hate the police so much, we hate the police so much. We want to take away guns from the citizens and give them more. Hmm. The logic in that. Hmm. The logic in that. Like, let's take away guns from all the citizens and make sure the cops that we hate have the guns. Because we hate cops. We it's been cops. fucked the police since 1991. Shout out to my boy Corduroy. Just saying. But on to the last topic, because I don't want to get too political here. Okay. Um, I'm going to ask you this, and I want to get your question, and I'll feed off of you. Okay. We're going to be about an hour in? Okay, that's cool. How would you describe the modern-day woman? Um, confused. Okay, that's honest. Um... Confused. Um, You're gonna have to move on from that word. Right, that, that's, that was that was my first thought. Um, a little narcissistic. Um, I would also say that the modern woman um, wants old school values, but has new school tendencies. Okay, what's a new school tendency? Um, you want to you want the values of you know the the Joan Cleaver. You know, or the, you know, come home to a family every night, but you like to turn up and go to the club Saturday nights and you you like to live, you like to live the single life, but you want the family life. Okay. Okay. So you, so you want, so you want Brady Bunch type of life. You want you? the Brady Bunch type of life, but you, but you, but you live in, but you live in the, um, bad girls club life. Ah, okay. And this, to me, to you, this goes to any race. In, in, across races, okay, okay, because okay. you, I, I, and I see it across races. A lot of, of a lot of women say, you know, oh, I want a husband, I want, I want this, I want that, and then you know, it's Tuesday night and and it's nine o'clock and you at a hookah bar and stuff like that, and it's kind of like, damn, is that is that where they're keeping men at these days? <laughs> I mean, they, the men are there. The men I, are there. I, I mean, I mean, not not saying that you can't enjoy life at, course, at the same time, but if you when your goal is to have a husband, not not to find you know somebody that completes you or somebody that's into the things that you're into, because there might be somebody, there might be a man in that hookah bar on a Tuesday night, and bam, there y'all go, y'all like turning up on Tuesday nights at hookah bars. Y'all already got something in common, you know. That might be what you're I aiming you're so for. Mate, you're so mate, but yeah. if, are you going to be able to transition this man to somebody that comes home at five o'clock in the evening and y'all have dinner and y'all watch the news and then y'all are at the house? And in bed by nine thirty on that Tuesday night instead of out. Okay, because eventually a kid's gonna come into play. You think? 
even even before the kids, like if you if you if you're showing this kind of lifestyle as a lifestyle that you live, it's gonna be hard to transition that into the lifestyle that you want, especially if this is the same way that you met this person. Because if a guy meets you on a Tuesday night at a hookah bar, he's gonna think, oh, we're gonna, you know, hit up hookah bars forever. For as long as we can, definitely. And she's gonna think the same thing. But if one of y'all are thinking like, I just came to get this person in this hookah life and I'm going to bring them into a different lifestyle, there's going, there's an issue. That's going to be a big issue. So basically what you're saying is you describe the modern day woman as confused, narcissistic, and pretty much delusional. Because to think that you're ever going to get to that um, family matter or uh, hostable type of lifestyle when you're dealing with, with, with which I, I can actually say, Niggas today are most of niggas today, based on the selection pool. Niggas are trash. So realistically, you're trying to build, but you're 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 hoping for something that's probably not going to be there sixty percent of the time. Because according to the math, what is it? In two thousand nine, forty seven percent of black women specifically had never even been asked to be married. Yep. And you know that goes on the fault of of black men, but I, I also I also like to you know to say share the blame because I mean. If you if you don't see something that you don't want, then it's a good possibility that you're, gonna ask, you're not going to ask her to marry you. I mean, if that was the case, I mean, I honestly think a lot more men would be married to strippers. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> but, you know, at times men do have more common sense than that. Um, I'm going to post this on the Instagram. Oh, it's, the Instagram. It's eight reasons to date a white man. <laughs> and I'm just, I just found a post. I found a fucking post. I, I found it up on Monty Jones' uh, blog. Oh, really? Yeah. And I found the shit just to be fucking hilarious. The reason I'm, I just I wanted to find a specific part of it, but I bring that up to say that for me, the modern day woman is they're very intriguing to me because I'm, you say confused, I say intriguing. Um, you say okay. narcissistic, and I, I can I can actually agree with narcissistic. Um, I'm going to throw delusional in there just because I can. <laughs> <laughs> this is your show. <laughs> exactly. And, and I'm definitely going to say that I'm going to definitely throw bitter in there. Oh. I'm going to definitely throw bitter in there. And, I'm a, I'm a, and, I'm a, and for a positive note, I'm going to say tough. Because that, that bitterness has made them tough as fuck. I, I can agree And that's agree one thing that. that I do respect about the modern woman. I don't know if the modern woman is familiar with the, the, the era of the women's suffrage. You know the women's suffrage is? I know. Yeah. They may not be, I mean, shit, she don't know nothing about Pangea. So it's a good chance that she don't know about the women's suffrage. <laughs> you didn't know that was coming. I didn't know that was coming. Didn't know that, was coming. that was a pleasant surprise. Yeah. It's been a while. The women's suffrage, obviously, to, to, I was watching this Batman um, animated movie the other day. It was a good movie. It's about, it about Jack the Ripper. It was, it was interesting. I watched it. Oh, you did? Yeah. That was a good movie, man. Yeah. It caught me off guard. You really watched it? Yeah, when 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 Commissioner Gordon happened to be Jack the Ripper, like it's like oh, it makes a lot of sense though. Yeah, it was some hard shit. Yeah, God, especially man. when I seen his wife, like oh shit, you yeah, been putting was... acid on your wife? Man, trying to get that yeah. demon out of her. Hey, he was gonna get the demon out of Selena Kyle too on the oh, <laughs> on that Ferris was. wheel. He was. He was that demon out. <laughs> I bring up the women's suffrage movement because I when I heard her say it, I was like, damn, Selena Kyle said it, and I was like, damn, that is right. Like there was a big ass moment. In history, maybe for two, three hundred years, where I don't care if you are a black, white, or Chinese woman, you are basically dropped down to the level of a black person, meaning you did not have any rights. None. 
the real motivation behind them getting the rights that they have today is because somebody was effectively able to, how do I say, somebody was effectively able to argue like, hey man, taxa- taxation without representation is unfair. Mm-hmm. So how are you going to require me to pay taxes and you don't even require me as a citizen? That's why I can't a, even be acknowledged as a yeah, person. Yeah, that's why I feel, I'm a firm believer in taxation is theft. Because it's like, hold on, there's a lot of things that y'all taking out of my paycheck that I don't even believe in. You just robbing <laughs> me, my nigga. Come on. Ain't nobody asked me. <laughs> like, you ain't gonna ask me like, I don't, come on, bro. But, um, no, but in all seriousness, though, I, I bring up the women's suffrage movement because I really feel like two, three hundred years later that, um, sheesh, two, three hundred years later that these women today are are really like, it's almost like the psychological warfare that black people went through with slavery. It's almost like they're tired. I was tired, boss. Yeah. It's like they're tired. They're, 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 they're sick of the shit that their ancestors went through. And it's almost like they're constantly fighting. And it's like, you know what? We want power to eventually transition over to us. That's why the Hillary Clinton loss was so tough on them. Because it that showed... That was their turning point. Yes. It showed at that moment. And this is the, the most important thing that people need to understand is it's a cultural thing. Because Trump wouldn't have gotten in office if not only for how the electoral vote, the system is set up, but not only for the fact that it's more cultural for your middle class and lower class white woman to follow her husband. That's mm-hmm. something that black men of today probably will never truly experience because that's not, it's not very cultural for anymore. It's not, because put it like this, for black people to be, you know, we're more culturally progressive. We're constantly making changes. Yeah. So we can give a fuck about tradition now. Straight up. Like, you you talk about women today, like you talk about old girl going to the hookah bar at, at Tuesday, eventually old girl going to the hookah bar on Tuesday going to have to be old girl that's cooking on Tuesday night. And I have per- homegirls personally that are going to tell you straight up, I got a bunch of homegirls that can't cook. And I'm, me personally, I mean, I'm a cook for my damn self. I got a, I got a damn child. I'm a single parent. I got to <laughs> cook. I had to learn to cook. Yeah. It saves money. Believe it or really not. It really does. It really does. Exactly. And <laughs> when you're in a position to where you have to actually turn into an actual wife and not just say it on Instagram. I think it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be tough for a lot of women. These, but, these modern day women. But but even with that, the modern day woman and modern day men, you know, most both equally trash. By both the way. E- both equally <laughs> trash. Cooking skills are probably similar. Yeah. And and until you have children, y'all probably ain't gonna do that much cooking any goddamn way. That's very true. And 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 with that being said. Uh, it's another thing as I'm looking at looking up you know women's suffrage and I'm looking at the time period I'm looking at the Joan Cleaver era I'm looking at the I Love Lucy era and just so black people feel included I'm looking at the uh, the Sanford and Son era and um, you know the good times and shit I'm looking at those eras and one thing with those eras that can't compare to today is inflation my nigga <laughs> let me tell you something about inflation $10 today is equivalent to $15 15 years ago. Just saying. Like, like I better say that backwards. $10 in 2000 has the buying power of $15, $15. today. Yeah. That's $5, my nigga. That's, that's just 15 years. Think Bro. about 45, 50. Bro, I, I spent two fifty on a dozen eggs today, the store brand. Not even like cage-free, organic, nothing like the you store brand. You thought it was in the trash? 
<laughs> but uh, but I'm just saying, like eggs, eggs, those toast, those staples, eggs and milk. You know, those are the first gas. to come. Those yeah. are the first to go up. I'm old school, man. When I, when I was getting gas, man, gas was a dollar eight when I first started driving. Bro, gas gas was was less than two dollars when I first started paying attention to it. Under, you could you had to start paying attention. You had to start paying attention, like whoa, whoa. And obviously, I bring up inflation to say. Clearly, we stay in harder financial times. We did just recently sort of get out of a recession. The The housing market crash was pretty fucking crucial on a lot of us. And realistically, to have the ideal of the Jerome Cleaver Brady Bunch lifestyle in this day and age is ridiculous. It's almost, it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a moment where you definitely, as both men and women that truly want to have these flourishing relationships that lead them to a path of a fairy tale forever, you have to come to a compromise for sure. Mm-hmm. Because women that are, if you're a lawyer, you're making 100, 150K, unless you're dating in your career pool, which to me makes the most sense. I tell people all the time, why is this Christian woman, in, you know, she's strongly Christian, whatever her, Christian liberal, Christian conservative, whatever, why are you trying to marry this guy that's an atheist? It makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> Date in your religion pool if that's a hard, large faction of your life. Is that a settle or is that a compromise? To, 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 to settle with an atheist? <laughs> 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 I mean, the only, you could come to a compromise and say, at least you got to come to church. Hey. Then you, you might have a chance. Hey. That's the compromise. It's an agreement. That's an agreement. You know, so uh, I think it's crazy. But for sure, modern women today... I think that the the art of compromise negates them heavily. And I think that that's something that, like I said last week, women coming up need to be taught the importance of the nice guy. Women coming up need to learn the importance of a compromise. And women coming up need to understand that settling is not necessary. You could be self-made woman like Oprah and just be on your own. You don't got to get married. But also, also when I, I think when you say that, like... Um Men also need to realize too that, yeah, the hot chick gonna be hot right now, but when she's not hot anymore, where 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 are you gonna go? You you need to acknowledge these these nerdy kind these these ones that you know just aren't out here just being fast tail. Man, quick story. I, I've told the story before, but I, I'm gonna tell it again because one of my favorite stories. When I was in the seventh grade, I had the hot chick. I was dating the hot chick. You can't say hot chick. I was dating the most attractive woman. There you go. Have some respect. In the seventh grade. <laughs> she was desired by all seventh, eighth, and ninth graders that were at that school. And Jesus. I had her. Okay. You okay. Know? And I was I was the nerdy cat. I still I still was rocking the glasses. Okay. You know, everything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, which another weird story is like I was on the A team during football season and I was trash. Trash. And then I was on the B team during basketball season. You was but we was undefeated. But then again, we was playing like the secondary competition, so I don't understand. I don't get that. But that's neither here nor there. That's a beef that you still have, though. I, I still have that beef, <laughs> yeah. but that's another story. I'm no storyteller. So you know, to make a long story even longer, mm-hmm. she we ended up breaking up. She got back with the ninth grade. She got back, started dating ninth grade. She told me I wasn't freaky enough for her. Me, the in seventh the, grade. In the seventh grade, I wasn't freaky enough. Fast forward, um, I had just graduated college. I was working at the bank, you know, I was going on lunch. I'm sliding through this wing stop, sliding the wing stop. I see her. She was just buying some wings? 
I see she was she was there with her one, two, three, four, five kids. God saves you. God's plan. Say, and I remember this day because I never. She's too fertile. I I remember this day. I had I had a light blue polo on with the orange horse. I had the polo slacks and I had the polo low. Get him. Get him. You would have thought Ralph was my (laughs) uncle. I was in that house. (laughs) Do you hear me? I was clean, sharp, (laughs) thumbtack. Dang. Car was car was washed. Which, I had, which, which I, had was I had the, I had the Malibu at the time. I had okay. the 2008 Malibu at the okay. time. Get him. Black okay. with 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 the chrome interior oh, with man. the gray seats. Did you did you make sure she saw it? I don't even think she remembered me, dog. Oh. But I remembered her. Damn. All that to say this: be careful who you sleep on, whether it be a man, woman, lesbian, gay, bisexual, trans. Yeah. Paley. Come on, we ain't got all the time. We, okay. That list too long. I've, you gonna be here all day. Anyway, you actually, just you be, actually care, be careful too. who you sleep on. The, all those labels that you just brought up, you actually beat me to my next point with how I feel about modern day women. I definitely feel like modern day women struggle with identity. Like you know, it's like an identity crisis. Like a lot of them don't even know who they are. That maybe go for men too, but I mean, since we're talking I th- about women, I, th- I, th- I think men typically know that you're you're this or you're that. I think they it's, make that that decision a lot sooner. But I've known women who've said that they're this for so long and then they they change like just they, change. They, women definitely in this day and age are constantly changing it's like i come across a conscious woman i can come across a, a freaky woman i can come across a pothead woman like i come across so many different women and it's like i'm coming across women talk about their cisgender you come across women nowadays talk about their transgender you come across women talking about i'm just experimenting it's like it's so many different labels for them to choose from in this day and age that I think that there's a huge struggle with identity nowadays, and that that causes to me a lapse in judgment. That's why the word of the week for last week was discernment, mm-hmm. because in, in all honesty, discernment goes with your your whole your value your to me your ability to judge. Period. In in any situation, decision making. So, I think, and then obviously the word of the day for this week was impressionable because I definitely believe that. You even think about choosing those labels. It's so impressionable. It's like, who gives a damn about those labels? When are people in society going to wake up and realize that we're all human? Yeah, that's why I was just going to say, like, when is your label human? Like, straight up. You you are this, you're biologically human. I don't, if with all this shit that you identify with, that shit is just a distraction, bro. You identify with being uh, from Gullah Gullah Island. <laughs> who gives a damn? <laughs> Like, seriously? Come on. You're human. I'm human. Obviously, I'm male. You're female. Let's, let's, let's keep it let's simple. Let's keep it simple. It's so complex Back to now. the basics. Society is trying to, trying to be complex to the point where people don't know what the fuck is going on. Good Lord. Man, it's 172 genders. <laughs> I just don't know anymore. <laughs> Yeah, but anyways, I have no beef with modern day women because at the end of the day, they're they're, they're still more attractive than ever. I still love y'all to death. Yeah, you know, you know, and, now and, and forever. And I think, like I said, I think for sure a lot of them have gotten way smarter, and I like having conversations with them. It's just unfortunately, I just don't see myself ever marrying one because I don't think that this current day and age is is is. I don't think it's gonna work for my mindset and their mindset in this current day and age maybe in a parallel universe it may work maybe in another lifetime but it's just not happening and based off the jewel that I dropped to you it only makes it, it only makes it even worse it only makes it even worse yeah, so um 
that's pretty much all I have that I had on mine. Some stuff I skipped on here, but I think that we really we we hit it. We yeah. hit it hard. Yeah. Um, I hope that people tune in. And um, I did want to shout out. I didn't want to shout out to any specific names because I think that you remember the names. But I appreciate everybody out there that um, retweets that they should listen to us. I want to shout out some specific names. Yeah, I don't know the names. Oh yeah, man, shout, shout out to, this. <laughs> This is this is this is my white brother right here. This shout shout out to Jason Chastain, man. Congratulations on on your son, beautiful son. He's always re- retweeting the Twitter link, you that's know, cool, telling people cool. to check it out. My sister's been doing it recently. Um, shout out to the people that's been on Facebook, you know, giving feedback. Still appreciate the feedback. Um, Kobe gave us some feedback. Shout out to Kobe. Um, who else? I said Noise Pollution Podcast. They 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 showed well. He showed us love. It's just one of them now. Um, talking greasy out of Dallas. I mean, shout 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 out Reese Berry and the whole YBL. Oh yeah, always, 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 always. But uh, yeah, and I, I don't know where. Like I said the listeners that we have from stem from Atlanta, Georgia to fucking Mountain View, California. Yeah, I mean, I'm seeing Tennessee, Kentucky. Like it's just it's all over the place. I mean, hopefully one day they have the courage to actually. Hit the uh, email. Call the Chicago, phone line. Chicago, Chicago. Yeah, Chicago, I yeah. About Chicago. Chicago, Denver, Oklahoma. I th- yeah, shout out to Visionary Clothing. I actually need to uh, need to holler at her because you know their clothing is pretty. You know, pretty pretty cool. I've I've, I've shouted them out before, but anyways, the piano drops. Right then, now. My words of advice. Go ahead. Short and simple. Go ahead. Um, nothing real is perfect. Okay. Let me say it one more time. Nothing real is perfect. So please, ladies and gentlemen, stop striving, stop striving for something that is pretty much the impossible. Because once again, nothing real is perfect. That's all I have. Um, my words of advice. Um, throughout the day, you will experience a wide range of emotions that will, that will range from happy to sad to hungry to angry to horny to mad to sad, to disgruntled, and anything that falls in between. You make the choice of whether you're going to hold on to those emotions all day or not. Sometimes sometimes, sometimes depression hits you and it's a fleeting moment and you know it gets you down temporarily, but you have the power to make that choice whether you're going to hold on to that emotion all day. So my advice are hold on to the happy emotions and let go of the sadness. I like that. I like that. Um, I think that's about it. That's about it. I think that's long enough. We did. We did a good job. I hope y'all stay awake and um, happy Monday if you're listening to it on a Monday. Hey, and um, see y'all when we see y'all. But until then, this has been the No Boundaries Podcast. Thank you for listening. But ever since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?